Amen. I'm about ready to get preaching. Did you hear a little bit of the southern draw? I'm ready to get preaching. God is doing some amazing good things. As you look around, man, uh, God is just filling his house up with people. And we are just so thankful for all of what God is doing in so many people's lives. And it's just an incredible honor to share in the journey as we discover God more in our lives. Right. How many of us are on a journey and discovering God more in our lives? And that journey never stops. It's a continual learning process. And I'm thankful that God is patient with us as we learn more about him. I'm thankful for the grace as we continue to understand it more of God. And so God is just teaching all of us here new things about him. And that's a wonderful thing to discover. Well, I'm thankful for uh, man, God's healing power. Uh, Mark Kossabud is up here playing the guitar. Uh, a couple we- A couple Sundays ago, in between services... Boy, he had some severe pain in his stomach and uh, was doubled over and I rushed him to the hospital and he had some kidney stones going on there. And so, boy, by the end of the day, we prayed for him at service. And by the end of the day, he was back home and, and being taken care of. Uh, and so that's good. Glad to have him back up here ministering to us. Doesn't he do a great job? Thank you, Mark. He's back there. Waiting. We're, we're glad you're feeling better. Now, I got to tell you, uh, that song that we sang, the, the bluesy song, some of you may not know this, but Mark wrote that song. Yeah, you like that? It's so it, he was. We were supposed to introduce that a couple of weeks ago, but he had the kidney stones. He said, "Hey, Mark, you're not getting out of it. You're going to be playing that again. You don't have kidney stones. You can't. You can't use any other excuse. You, you're going to be playing." So, uh, worship team, if you guys can be ready for at the end of the service today, we're going to sing that song again, just as a heads up. Can we do that? It's going to be fun because we got a fun service today. Uh, we we are going to be highlighting. Uh, man, just praise to God. This, this is a Thanksgiving week. We're going to start your week out with Thanksgiving. I mean, forget about the turkey. We're going to celebrate what's really important. That's God in our lives. So this Thanksgiving week, we're going to shift from all the Black Friday stuff, all the things that we focus on. It's going to be about God. And you're here today to declare that it's all about God in your life. That's the biggest, best thing that you have to be thankful for. And so we're going to do that today. We're going to hear uh, personal stories of the couple people that's going to share about the things that God is doing inside of them, which is amazing. And uh, boy, we're going to have fun today. But before we dive into that, as you look around, you can see that it's getting pretty full in the second service. And making a quick announcement, December 2nd, we are making a shift. It's called Impact Sunday. That's where we are going to begin to make an impact uh, by coming to the first service. I'm asking the second service people to come to the first service so that it will allow more seats for those coming into this service. This is the popular service where a lot of visitors attend this service. And we want to make sure we don't run out of seats for them. So help us uh, make an impact by uh, considering and coming to the first service. We have a great time in the first service. It's really a lot of fun. And so December 2nd, be prepared for that. Be praying about that. And come join us in the first service. It'll be great. So keep that on your radar. And, and uh, we're gonna, just going to make an impact together. Well, before we get any further, let's just pray again to God. And have just, we're just going to dedicate our time together. God, we dedicate these words to you that are spoken today. That you will use our human words, that you will speak spiritual truth. God, we love you. We ask that you do the work in us today. In Jesus' name, we say together. 
Amen. When some Oxford students heard that Rudyard Kipling, the author of The Jungle Book, and Kim earned 10 shillings per word, they sent him 10 shillings and asked for one of his very best words. And Kipling replied with one word that said, thanks. Do I need to read that again? That's a smart guy. I'll tell you another illustration. An elderly lady was well known for her faith and her boldness in praising God and talking about it. She would stand on her front porch and shout, praise the Lord. The next door, next door who lived was a man who did not like God. In fact, he was quite angry at her for the proclamations that she would shout. And he would say back, there ain't no Lord. And a hard time set in on the elderly lady. And as she prayed for God to send her some assistance, she stood on the porch and shouted, praise the Lord. God, I need food. I'm having a hard time. Please, Lord, send me some groceries. The next morning, the lady went out on her porch and noted a large bag of groceries. And she shouted, praise the Lord. Then the neighbor jumped out from behind a bush and said, aha, I told you there was no Lord. I brought you. I bought these groceries for you. God didn't. The lady started jumping up and down, clapping her hands and said, praise the Lord. He not only sent me groceries, but he made the devil pay for them. (laughs) Can we ever praise the Lord enough? Is it ever a point in our life where we say it's just too much? I've praised God too much. It's, It's adequate. It's good. No. There's no limit to our praise and our thankfulness to God. We could wake up every single morning and we could go throughout the day thanking God and go to sleep at night and still not thank God enough for everything that he's given us. In fact, I dare you and challenge you to try it and you just see how many things that God is providing for you in your life. Just by saying a thank you here and there, you'll begin to notice and rattle off and count your blessings. And when you try and do that, it will be countless. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Some of us ask, what God, what is my will? Or what is your will for me? What do I want to do? What do you want me to do for you? The will right here of God for you is to give him thanks. It's so that we can recognize how much God truly is working and providing for us in our lives. Corey Ten Boom, in the hiding place relates an incident that taught her to always be thankful. She and her sister Betsy had just been transferred to the worst German prison camp they had seen yet, Ravensbrück. On entering the barracks, they found them extremely overcrowded and flea-infested. That morning, scripture reading in 1 Thessalonians had reminded them to rejoice always, pray consistently, and give thanks in all circumstances. Betsy told Corey to stop and thank the Lord for every detail in their new living quarters. Corey at first refused to give thanks for the terrible living quarters, but Betsy persisted. And Corey finally succumbed to her pleadings. And during the months spent at the camp, they were surprised to find how openly they could hold Bible studies and prayer meetings without guard interference. It was only until later that they they learned the reasons the guard would not enter the barracks was because of the fleas. Let everything that have breath, that has breath, praise the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. This one might speak to some of us. Don't be anxious. 
about anything. I'm just going to say that again. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. If you're anxious and you're worried and there's troubles knocking at your door, your door, begin to thank Him and see how that anxiety flees. God's power is revealed in our praise. Today we're going to hear some amazing stories of just God's provision and how the author of all good things Satan can sometimes try and come in and mask things in our lives that look like destruction, that mask things in our lives that that look like troubles and trials, but on the other end, God will unveil the mask and see something beautiful made out of your life. As we begin to approach today and every day of our life, we approach it by giving thanks to God. There's a couple people that we're going to invite to come forward. I'm going to start with Eddie. I'm looking for him. He was on the front row. Is Eddie here? There you Third row. What happened from the first service? They made you jump back to the third row. I'm so thankful for Eddie. Um, When I first met him, I think Kelly's the same way, Rob introduced me uh, to Eddie as Handsome Eddie. That's that, that Rob is his bot. They work together. They're good friends. And I'm thankful for you, Eddie. And uh, just share a little bit about what God has done in your life. There you go. Good morning. Well, one of the main reasons, right, that I'm this morning, I'm a little nervous. So I'm thankful to God, you know, for life. And one of my biggest thankfulness is for my marriage. <clears throat> you know, this Thanksgiving, well, my story, my testimony is about three years ago. You know, coming back from a trip to Mexico that I did with my dad, and I'm coming home, and we had a lot of issues on my matrimony, and we split. So my by the time I got back, you know, from the airport to the airplane, I came back to an empty house. You know, my kids, you know, with no kids and no wife, she had her own place, and it was an awful thing, you know, coming to an empty house. That was really sad for me going through that, and. We were aiming for a divorce, basically, you know, because when the devil gets, you know, wants to come in, he goes for destruction. You know, he's a liar, and he wanted to end it all up, you know, but I had my faith in God. Uh, you know, God told me, you know, like, there's a verse in the Bible that says, you know, when Peter told God, you know, he's like, God, you know, people are leaving. You know, can you kind of talk to them softly? And God told him, leave. You can leave, too, if you want. He's like, and Peter told him, where am I going to go? Where am I going to go if you only have words of salvation? And I got a hold of that so strong. I was like, God, where am I going to go? You know, where am I going to go? I'm, I was like, I'm going to stay with you. And then Rob invited me here, you know. And I needed a big change in my life, you know. My dad's a pastor, and we were going to his church. And I started coming here, you know, and I, and I needed to do some changes, you know, to recover my family back. And he did, you know, he introduced me to Pastor Seth and, you know, we start, I started coming here about three years ago, you know, and I remember talking to Pastor Seth. He's like, all right, well, I want to get to know you, you know, let's go have some coffee. So I remember going to a Starbucks place, and I was like, he's like, you know, so tell me your story. I was like, you know, barely where I'm at, I'm broken. I was like, my family's gone. I was like, I'm empty, man. I was like, I'm broken. 
I need healing, I need peace. And he's like, okay, I can, we could help you with that. You know, start coming to church and pray. And, you know, I start coming, and I thank God a lot, a lot, too, for my boss, Rob. Because, you know, he was like an angel, and he has a good ear. He might not talk a lot. I'll do the talking at work, but I pour a lot of stress on him, you know, and thank God for him, you know, and good hearing and good advisor. You know, it's hard when you're going through different difficulties, you know, that one bad advice and you're done. You know, and he was always there, Kelly, you know, I remember talking to him when we went to Colorado on a trip. And people that I try to get advice from people that went through similar things, you know, I was like, because I was really needed and helpful. You know, this church helped me so much. I remember just coming, you know, and praying. Every time I'll pray, people will come and hug me. And many times that's all I really needed. You know, when you're broken, when you're empty, all you need is love, caring, because you don't know how people come sometimes to church. You know, some are... We all have different scenarios, different lifestyles, sometimes a hug. You know, that's all we need or a word. That's what we come to church to hear a word from God, you know. And Pastor said, you know, like now he's a great friend, more than a pastor, a great friend and advisor. I remember many times, you know, because we were aiming for a divorce. And I will tell him, you know what, Seth? I'm done. I was like, as human man, I was like, I'm getting divorced tomorrow. He's like, no, wait, wait, wait. You know, he's like, what's your address? And I remember him coming over, you know, and he prayed, prayed for me and with me. And I was like, there's many times, man, as humans, we could only take so much. I was like, you know, because you see things you don't want to, you hear things, you feel things. And I was like, and I can't anymore. He's like, let me pray for you. And I remember he did, you know, and that just lit me up every day. You know, his text messages, he will text me too. And, you know, and it helped me, you know, a lot, you know. Then God started restoring my marriage, you know. My wife started coming to church and. Many people was like, oh, so, oh, I'm Eddie, and she's, I was like, well, I don't know if she's my wife, or what do I introduce her, like, you know, <laughs> and, but, you know, we start coming, and we actually went on a day, you know, with Katie and Pastor Sex, he's like, hey, why don't we go on a day, you know, and kind of talk how God's working through you guys, and we did, and I remember my wife telling them, hey, um, do you guys have any counselors or a little bit more help, you know, because we're restarting our life again together, there's a lot of adjustments that need to be done, and they introduced us to Pam and Dave, which they're angels. They were a huge help to our marriage, you know, until now, you know, they've been awesome on canceling. There was many times, you know, doing adjustments. I was like, oh, I just had to leave the house. And it was like 9 p.m. And I was like, oh, hey, good night. You know, it's like, it's like, what are you doing here? I was like, oh, I need help. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, and they were there for us. You know, it's like, they've been great, you know, with us. And my biggest thankful, you know, is my wife. You know, there's my, it gets hard. It gets really hard, you know, the struggles. But I was like, never lose your hope, you know. And my family was worth fighting for. There was many obstacles when I wanted to give up. But I know that they were worth, worth fighting for. You know, I was never going to find another mom for my kids. You know what I mean? And through Pastor Says and through this church, you know, you guys are a family. And I really, we really love you guys. You know, I love being part of the worship team. My wife now helps on the kids. So, I mean, God restores. God is a God that restores, a God that heals. And never lose your faith. You know, don't lose your faith because it could get so hard at some points, you know. But I remember so stressed because, well, I don't know who has experienced that. It's so stressful. And I remember coming home, you know, and I was like, oh, I just have so much stuff on my head, you know. And I just turned the radio on. And a huge secret that I did it was, like, to turn all my worries into worship. You know, turn. I just start praising God in an empty house, you know. But even though it was empty, 
I could feel God there and restoring. You know, God, our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. Our plans are not his plans. You know, we probably had different plans, you know, aiming through a divorce, destruction. But God had already, God knew what he was going to do. And I thank God, you know, for my wife. And I will always say yes to you, Yvette. You know, I love you, and well, all the glory and praise be to God. God bless you guys. I'm going to share one other praise report. This guy right here went through the whole process to become an American citizen just a few months ago. So, congratulations. So, love you. So, super proud of you guys. Love you, Eddie and Yvette. You guys have an amazing God's story. Continue to share how God is just a restoring power. It's an encouragement to so many people here. And we see you guys and just know that we love you and we are here for you. And Dave and Pam, thank you. And just so many people. We are, this is, this is what it's about. We're praising God today. Right? Amen. God is good. And maybe some of these stories will resonate with you in your heart and know that God is speaking to you as well. And maybe He's writing your story currently. And this is just a part of the puzzle. That's God speaking to you and saying, I'm right. I'm helping. I'm with you. I'm with you. Without any further ado, I'm going to ask my brother to come forward, Brian. And let's give him a warm welcome as he comes forward. (laughs) Brian's got an incredible story as well. And I know that there are many stories in here that we could be sharing. We could be spending hours up here just sharing about all the good things that God has done. You can stay down there if you want. You're good? Okay. Brian is just, I'm not going to share his story for you, um, but just, Brian, you are an encouragement. And I know you always uh, are an encourager to so many other people, but just want you to know that um, we love you, and just what God's doing in you is an encouragement to us. And so I just want to say thank you for allowing God to speak to you. Thanks. Thanks, Seth. Um, I'm going to try and get through this. Uh, you know, when Seth called me on Thursday, I was grateful. I felt blessed because, well, I praise God every day in my prayer. But it seemed more important that I do it from you guys. I'm going to try and get through this. I'm not a good public speaker. And I tend to get really emotional when I talk about this certain subject. My friend Kelly and Sherry... He told me that's a spirit working inside me. I'd like to think that's true, but probably the reality is I'm just a big cry to me now. <laughs> so, anyway, about three and a half years ago, the man up on the stage was a pretty different person. I wasn't a Christian at all. I had a lot of vices, a lot of bad habits. I really, looking back, I wasn't really proud of who I was. Me and my wife, we were living in Plainville, Kansas out in the middle of nowhere. And we'd been out there about two years. And I was working out there. My wife, she was mostly shopping. <laughs> so so we'd been out there about two years, and that was a pretty good thing for us because I worked, I was an independent inspector for oil companies. So the longer the job, the better the money. So we were out there for two years, and we were able to put a little nest egg away and I said, hon, we're done with the project. Let's go home. Let's see our family. I'd only seen my kids a couple times, and my wife had not been 
very far from her family most of her life and found she'd been two years without him. I thought she was going to die. So we headed home. We packed up the U-Haul and we moved home and we had great, a great, a great summer planned. We were going to go to Disneyland. We we're going to go to Seattle. We we're going to go, you know, camp and then four wheeling and do these things that we had been missing out on for the last two years. But I didn't know at the time that God had a different plan. That he was going to challenge me more than I'd ever been challenged before. A month after I'd been home. I'm sorry, I'm going to try and do this without crying, but it's not working. So, uh, a month after I was home, I buried my father. It was very difficult for me. It's very, I can honestly say it's the, the hardest thing I've ever done. And not long after that, I started to get into some headaches at night, not being able to sleep. After a few weeks, about a month, I said, "Pun, there's something wrong with me. I don't know what it is. I think I need to go to a doctor. And my wife, knowing that I hate doctors, knew it had to be pretty serious. So she made me an appointment, and we got in there, and I told the doctor my story. I said, hey, I can't sleep. I got headaches. And he says, look, I'm going to fix you right up. I'm going to give you a pill. It's going to take your headache away. You're going to be good to go tomorrow. So I was I was happy, man. I was like, great, let's get on with this. So he goes out to write me that prescription. And I went to get up, and I kind of stumbled a little bit. The nurse said, well, well, you better sit back down. I don't think this is a headache. And I didn't know what she meant by that. But she went out, and she talked to the doctor. The doctor came in and said, well, the nurse thinks they need to, I need to take you in to get your brain scanned. And I said, all right. So we did. We went back, and they scanned my brain. And they got to get my tissue out. I'm sorry. But I don't want the next person coming up having my dribbles on the mic. Um, so the doctor comes in after my scan. He said, hey, we got bad news. You got a brain tumor. It's a pretty good brain tumor, and the worst part is it's on your brain stem. And I didn't really know what that meant, but your brain stem is what controls most of your motor functions. That's where your your legs and arms, the movement come from, your, your eyesight, your speech. You know, pretty much everything that you do on a daily basis stems from that part of your brain. So he said, I got an ambulance coming to get you and take you down to the hospital right now. And I said, well, you know, I don't want to go down to the ambulance. Doc, let me drive down there. So I didn't know, but that was the last time I was going to get behind the wheel for a long time. And I drove down and we made our phone calls to family and my kids and they all met us down there and it happened so quick. I, did, I didn't really have time to process it all. A couple hours later, I was getting dressed for a surgery that I didn't know much, much about. So he said, well, it's it's a tricky surgery because of where it is. He says, if it's anywhere near your brainstem, I'm not going to touch it because there's a lot of bad things that can go on. So he cut me open from the front of my skull all the way to my neck, shaved my head. It was not a pretty look. I looked like Frankenstein. I don't know. I could tell you my wife loves me because she looked at a not pretty picture for a long time. So anyway, he, he got in there, and it was it was a bad way. It was entwined in my stem, and he tried to remove it, but there was some damage done. And when I come out of the surgery, I was I was not the same guy, you know. I was pretty much crippled. I couldn't talk well. I didn't have good vision. And anyway, 
I spent a, a month in the ICU and I had my own nurse and it was a pretty serious deal. I was unconscious. Thank the Lord for that most of the time. And I wasn't doing good. I had 18 surgeries the last couple of years, 16 of them that year. So anyway, while I was in ICU, the doctor had come to my mom and my wife and my family and said, hey, he's not doing good. And we don't think he's going to make it. So my mom and my wife, they're both being a strong Christian faith. My mom, she's LDS, and my wife, she's Christian. They went to work right away talking to God. And my mom had everybody, you know, in the church praying for me and everybody in our neighborhood and every uncle I had that held the priesthood. And if you know anything about the Mormon faith, you got to have the priesthood to give blessings. And she had, well, she had everybody working for me. And my wife, she had, she had churches in five states praying for me. So I definitely had some people on my side. And my wife happened to run into, believe it or not, Eddie, Eddie's father. She, she knew him from when they were young. And Eddie's father is the pastor. She said, can you come and pray for my husband? And while I was unconscious in the ICU, the only thing I remember, and you see a lot of strange things when you have brain surgery. They give you a lot of drugs, and your dreams are they are out there. So if you've ever done drugs, it's way better than that. <laughs> so um, I remember waking up to this man that I'd never met in my life, didn't know him from Adam, praying over me. And I didn't know what he was saying. I don't know if he was speaking in tongues or he was speaking Spanish or I didn't know what he was saying. But I did know this. I knew that he was talking to God that day. I knew that that's what he was doing. So that stuck with me. The next, I spent the next year in the hospital trying to slowly recover. And I recovered quite a bit. And I knew God was with me the whole time. You know, I, I, I started getting a little bit of movement in my legs. I learned how to talk again and... It was a long, tough year. God really challenged me that year. But I kept my belief that he was with me. That whatever Eddie's dad had said, it meant more than anybody else. That he had spoken to God for me. And anyway, I, I left about a year after I'd been in the hospital. And I wasn't 100%. I was a lot better than I was. I was in a wheelchair. And I knew I had a long road, but I knew that whatever had gone on that year, that God had a plan for me. And I owed God for giving me that second chance because I look back today and I didn't like that person that I was. And God was giving me a chance to be somebody else, to be the role model that I wanted to be for my kids. The role model my father was for me that I fell short from. So... We went to work. I, I started going to church every Sunday, me and my wife. She was happy. She loves church. So we went to a church up by our house. Not this church. It was a church. And we went every day for a year. And I, I kept trying to get better and better. And, and I got from a wheelchair to a walker to this cane. So things were getting better. And my wife, for the first time ever, is now the head of the household. She's got to go out and pay the bills. It's not easy for me to get that rain up, but... She did. She's a hard worker. She went out and she was successful and God blessed us. And I know that God blessed us. And she was able to go out and 
make a living. We finally started, you know, getting a little bit, you know, stronger financially. And we were able to get out on our own. You know, up at this point, we were sleeping in my mom's basement. And now we were able to get our own place. And a place come open out here at Far West. And I'd lived out here where I used to own home over here. And I lived out here for about eight years. And I jumped at the chance. We're going to move out to Far West. I want to go there. You know, I knew I had to go to Far West. And that's what we did. We bought, we, we got a house and, and we moved out here and life was getting, you know, better. It wasn't, it, it, it wasn't what I'd planned. It really wasn't, you know, that was not the life I intended to have, but, um, I don't know, going to Smith to Edward or something one day, I, I drove past this building and I seen the, I seen the sign out there and I didn't even know there was a church here. I lived out here for eight years, never knew there was a church here. I guess you guys weren't here, right, right Seth? They were, you guys weren't here when I lived out here before, but I knew that I had to go to that church. Me and my wife were driving all the way to Layton every Sunday to go to church. And I told my wife, babe, I want to go to this church. And my wife said, no, 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 no. We're not changing churches. We're going to go to this church here. And I said, babe, I want to go to this church. We have to go to this church. And after about five days of me zapping her ear, she finally agreed, okay, we'll go to that church. And I knew from the moment I walked in that this was my home. And maybe that wasn't such a stretch, but the great thing was my wife, she knew that it was her home too. So we got home and we both agreed that's our new church. We loved it. You know, I went to the other church for a year and I, I really, after a year of going there, I, I'm pretty hard to miss. I'm a big guy with a cane in my hand and I was in a wheelchair back then and I go back to church and they don't even know who I am. I've come to this church day one and, and I knew five people. And every day, and I've been going to gear, every day I come to church, I meet somebody new. Every single day I come. So I knew this church was my church. And the blessings that I've received since I've came here, I'll be up here for the rest of the day telling you about them. So I had to pick one that I want to tell you, one thankful incident I had that's a result in our coming to this church. About a month ago, some of you guys might remember, but I I have to go back once a year and I have to see an oncologist about my tumor. They do an MRI and they look it over and make sure everything's good still. Well, this a couple months ago, I went back, I had my MRI, and I went into my oncologist and he looked at me and he says, I don't like what I see. I'm, you need to come back and see the surgeon, which in my mind, that's not a good sign. When you got to go in and you got to talk to the surgeon, that means... You're gonna, um, you're gonna go back in for surgery, you know. So I was pretty upset. Why? And I remember all the thoughts going through my head all the way home. It was, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I told my wife, I can't do this again. I told my mom, I told my kids, I can't do this anymore. And I didn't, I didn't have the strength to 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 go through all the battles I'd already gone through. I mean. You know, I summed it up that I was at a hospital for a year, but it was it was a hard year of my life. And anyway, long story short, I I decided that I wasn't going to go to that that appointment. I was going to dodge out, and I was going to like if the Lord's calling me home, I'm going to go home. That's what I'm going to do. And I gave up. And I actually started making my will out, and I was. Tell my wife, give this to so and so, give this to so and so, and 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 I was planning on on you know, hey, I'm gonna 
I'm going to go out. And I showed up for church that Sunday. And I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but so many times I have since I've attended this church that I know this is where I belong because I come with something on my heart and Seth gets up on the stage and somehow he answers every question in my head. So I don't know if you experienced that, but I, I get it so often. It's, it's a miracle. It truly is. And I commend you, Seth, that you truly are. You truly are giving out the word of God. So, but me and my wife oftentimes go home and we talk about what we heard and what I heard is not what she heard. Well, this is what I learned in church. What did you learn in church? Well, I didn't hear that. So, so it's weird, you know, and it sets up here and he's talking to, to all of us, but I think we all interpret it the way we need to interpret it from God. So I show up for church on Sunday and my wife had mentioned to the worship team that maybe there were some issues and I didn't really know that too many people knew much about it, but I knew Mitch and Kelly, they knew about it and they asked if they could pray for me. And I thought, you know, just our men's group was going to say a quick prayer and I thought that was going to be it. And so I sat through service, the first service, and Seth's giving us praise about turning it over to God. Turn your problems that are too big for you over to God. And man, that's exactly the way I felt. I felt like this is too big for me, and the only one to get me out of this is God. And I sat there crying, and I cried the whole service. And you know what? We stayed through second service because my wife's on the worship team, and Seth gets up and he says the same thing. I knew what he was going to say, and I couldn't help it, but I was crying through the second service. So I just knew the Spirit was working in me. And after church, Mitch, you guys all know Mitch. I'm sure everyone knows Mitch. Um, Mitch and Kelly, and they come out and say, hey, we want to say a prayer for you. And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. You know, I feel that's a good idea. And I got to the back of the church here, and I looked around, and there was... There was a whole congregation there. I mean, there were so many people. It wasn't just Mitch and Kelly and Seth. That's who I thought was going to be there. But there was so many people there praying for me. And I'll tell you, I walked out of this church. I wanted to tell Seth how much it meant for me to hear that word. But I couldn't form the words. I was so emotional that I walked out of here and I knew that God was going to take it from me. He was going to take control of this from me. And I went to the I went to that appointment. I said, I'm going to go. I didn't have the, I didn't have the words to, to, to talk to Seth about it, but I, I did message him on Facebook and told him thank you and how much it meant for me. But I, I, I ended up going to that doctor's appointment, and I'm scared. But I knew that God had, had my back. And I go in there, and he said, oh, I don't know what this guy's seeing, but I'm not seeing the same thing. So... He said, in my book, you're good to go. He's like, come and see me in December. So I knew that whatever happened in that church, that it was God's work. And I did exactly what Seth told me to do. I turned my problem over to God. So anyway, thanks for hearing my story, you guys. And thanks for letting me have a chance to... Well, I'm just going to say it, and then we're going to respond. Those of you who know how to respond, just respond how you know. God is good. 
And all the time. That's absolutely true. I love it. I love hearing the, the praises to God. Now, how many of us have a story that we could just say, man, I get excited about God when I share this story. It tells me of how good God is in my life. And I'm reminded of Psalm 100 that says, Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. The thanksgiving, the praise should be something that we get excited about. We get excited about giving thanks to God because your thankfulness to God is really your praise, praise report. Not about how good you've got it, but how good God has given you. And so we can stand up and we can shout to the Lord. Sometimes we're a little reserved, like me. I'm kind of a reserved type of guy. If you if you talk to me outside of this arena here, I'm a little bit more quiet. But man, I love to shout the praise to God. It's a biblical thing for us to use the instrument that God has given you, your mouth, to point praise to God. It's your instrument that dis- declares and describes the goodness of God in your life. Every single one of us. That is chosen to receive the, the grace and forgiveness of God and the mercy and understand and, and is coming into that understanding of God's love has something to shout about. Amen. I'm going to ask the worship team to come forward and we're going to put this into exercise. Does I say that right? It don't, it don't matter. Practice. We're going to sing this song. We're going to just shout. With, with God. I mean, you can just praise God with how you want to praise. You can pray. You can, you can, you can just sing this song. Let it just, just resonate. It's a, it's a fun song. It's a good song for us to just be happy. I think God wants us to be happy, right? I mean, He wants us to, to uh, have joy in our life, right? And, and, and anything else, we've got the joy of our salvation. And that's something to shout about. That's something to sing about. That's something to praise about. And so every single one of us has a challenge this week. And I want to give this to you. Let's stand together as I give you this challenge. We're going to pray that we're going to to sing. You ready? This week, no doubt in my mind that you've got a story, a God story in your life where God has shown up in your life, in your marriage, in your relationships, at work, with your friends, with your mom, your dad, your uncle, your brother. There's an area in your life Financially, in your in your uh, physical body, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, every arena in your life, there is no area in your life that God is not involved with. And there's an, a God story in your life that God has put you through or brought you through something that was probably difficult, and He revealed Himself in a new way to you. Use that story to share how good God is in your life. That's the challenge this week. To think about God in your life and what story he's prompting you to share with somebody. Now we're going to pray together that God will send someone or that we'll see with spiritual eyes who God is already sending your way this this week. This week of Thanksgiving to thank God to someone else. It could be somebody that you know. It could be somebody that you don't know. But the point is, is we're going to be observant spiritually to see where we can honor God with giving him thanks and praise. Amen. We're going to pray. And then we're just going to close with this song and be dismissed. And let me pray a dedication. God, we dedicate our week to you. We ask, God, that you will help us to see the people that need to be seen. Lord God, those who, are, who can identify with the God story in our life. That we will just take that step of faith and just share the goodness of you in us. The story that you have written in our hearts and our lives. 
I ask that you will give us wisdom, sensitivity, God, and the opportunity to share the story, your story, this week. Lord, I ask that you'll prepare the hearers' hearts who are going to hear the story flooding out of these doors into our community, into the homes. I pray for a soil that is tilled by the power of your Holy Spirit, ready to receive the seeds of truth that is declaring the promises and the goodness of Jesus Christ. We love you, God. We give our lives to you every day. In Jesus' name, we said together, amen. Amen. Let's sing together.